Hey there, Girl Getters. My name is Carolee Moore. And I'm Melanie Rice, and you are listening to the Be More Mindful podcast. Now, are you an entrepreneur or an aspiring entrepreneur? Then you are in the right place because here we help you shift your mindset so you can transform your business. So welcome or welcome back. This episode um, is near and dear to my heart because, you know, I was raised as a church girl and the word purpose is kind of in every sermon. It's in all, you know, all the trainings, all the Um, And it's overused, but very, very rarely understood. <laughs> um, and as an entrepreneur, we hear that a lot, right? I'm chasing my purpose. And what does that actually mean? Especially if you are coming from a nine to five uh, background, what does that mean for you in this new entrepreneurial journey? How do you find your purpose is there a finding of purpose is, you know, all the things, what's the difference between purpose and, um, and passion? We're going to, you know, give you a 101, if you will, and maybe a 102, you might get a little, little deep, right, <laughs> into that. Um, and today, I think we have the perfect guest, right, Mel? Oh, my gosh. Absolutely. I'm completely honored to have Miss E.J. Williams of HGTV fame. Live <laughs> to a million, baby. Um, but that wasn't the real reason we chose her for this topic. Realistically, it's because she's a consummate entrepreneur for 16 years. So we know when we talk mindset and purpose, she's the one. She's a servant leader. And she's got a track record, right? We, we have an empire builder in our midst. Yes. And <laughs> I'm really, really excited. Um, not only that, but um, she walks the walk, has her own nonprofit profit. She's been serving women, especially young women. Thank you for that. And I'm really, really excited to have our guests meet you, have our audience meet you, and more excited to see how many lives you're going to touch after this. Wow. Oh, if I can <laughs> the say pressure's that. on. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> and I want to toss the mic over to EJ because um, in your own words, I'd like you to tell our audience what your story is all about. Yeah. Thank you, first of all, ladies, for having me. It's such an honor. I'm always excited to just be with like-minded people. It's such a community and entrepreneurship that is needed. And anytime that we can kind of share our stories, our best practices, our mindsets that it take, you know, to be an entrepreneur is always a pleasure. So thank you. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Thank you for saying yes. <laughs> <laughs> so you want to know about what I think about purpose? I do, actually. Um, I, I definitely want to know what that word means mm -hmm. to you and how it has fed into the empire you're sitting on top of. And more importantly, what you're using it to build. Yeah. So something you said, Carolee, is being a church girl, born and raised <laughs> in church, um, a lot of history and family being ordained minister. My dad is, or, is an ordained minister. My mom has been really my favorite and obviously closest um, mentor as it relates to our Christianity, our faith and things like that. She's been a great example. So purpose has always been kind of, as you said, in every message, um, why are we here? 
And I, I do believe that we everyone has a divine purpose. And I think sometimes when people think of purpose, they think of something so grand, you know, like maybe being the president or um, running a Fortune 50 company or something that's so big. But really, all of us literally have a purpose. Just getting here into this world, you know, is a miracle in itself. Yes, there's been what, billions of people <laughs> who've walked the face of the earth, but it's still yeah. a miracle to get here. Right. Mm -hmm. So I do think that God has something in mind when he created each of us. And I really think that that's why I don't have a people say I don't have a jealous bone in my body. I really I really don't. I glean from people. But I really feel that we all uniquely we can do a lot of the same things, but it's always going to be something different about what you do, mm -hmm. how you sing, how you walk, how you dress, how you style a home. All of those things is just so unique to you. And I think some of the things are like purposes, why I'm here. And I don't want to do anything that's outside of my purpose. And I have come up with that, I think, a couple of decades ago, not to date myself, but really out of college, um, I realized I was a finance major and I had a concentration in real estate. And I honestly don't know what I thought I was going to do with that. And my initial um, think was thinking I was going to get into commercial real estate. And I interviewed with a couple of companies, made it to, you know, the second round. And I realized, mm, this is really not for me. Um, and I think I got discouraged. Like, I've wasted all this time thinking that this is not for me. Did some other things. Um, but they were all, like, sales-related. And got into biotech sales um, and pharmaceutical sales. And that was great. So for someone that's two years out of college, company car, really good money. You know, <laughs> I, I was, <laughs> I was living good, you know, and I enjoyed it, but I wasn't passionate about it. Mm -hmm. And that's what really kind of started me thinking that this is great. You know, I don't have a desire to even climb in this company. And it started me thinking about what do I really want to do? And I went back to some of the things that I would think about, like in real estate, I was the the girl who would drive in the really affluent neighborhoods in Chicago <laughs> with my mom because she loved that thing too. At night, when it starts to get a little dark and these these people would leave their blinds open so you yes. can see inside <laughs> their yes, homes, you know, and we would do the slow 10 miles, you know, per hour down the street. And we, I just got such pleasure out of that. Um, even in that first job out of college, it was like 45 45 miles one way. It was a it was a hike, but it took me I could take the scenic route and I could go through some of the northern uh, suburbs and really see these multi-million dollar homes. And I never forgot like homes and I've always just been inclined to it. But just going back to purpose, I think it 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 starts with your passion. And sometimes at when we're young, we start think about the things that we want to do. I think that's what we're asked. What do you want to be? Mm -hmm. It's not say, what is your purpose? It's always related to work. What is it? How, what are you planning to do with your life? Mm -hmm. You know, how are you going to take care of yourself? It's not it's nothing deeper than what, you know, sets your soul on fire. What would you do if you had if you can live the life you want to live and not have to worry about money? What are those things? And I think that's where you kind of starts to find your purpose. I think it starts in your passion, um, the things that you love to do that interest you. Um, again, the things that you would do for free, you know, if you can do those things for free, you know, you would just wake up and do those things. So I think purpose is um, a very individual thing. It's something that 
every human being should be considering. I mean, I think it's a little bit young at three and four, but when you get to the point where people are are starting to ask you, what do you want to do? They should say, what do you like? You know, mm. what are your interests? You know, and then really starting to pursue those things. But I think purpose in a nutshell is those things that is that God literally created you to do, put those things in you to do. Um, and then I also think that it has a level of fulfillment. When you're really living in purpose, there's a level of fulfillment that comes with it. Oh, my gosh. You've said so many yummy things. And I was like, <laughs> well, my brain just really lit up because this is a super sticky thing for me. This is what Caroline and I were talking about is for me, when people say, what's your purpose? That was overwhelming. It's intimidating. And I thought, am I supposed to have... I thought I'm supposed to have it all figured out. That's what that question means to me. Mm -hmm. I'm supposed to have it all figured out. I'm like, Lord, help me. I may never have it. And I so appreciate that you went back to something so simple. Uh, what did you like to do? What did you enjoy? What are the things you kind of just did with your spare time when you were following your heart, your creativity, your interests? Yes. What interests you, especially your nugget? And this is so important for people who are in college or pursuing any kind of mastery skill. And it feels so separated from what they think they want to do, mm -hmm. whatever job description and box they're trying to squeeze into. I, I believe wholeheartedly that those are dots to be connected. Yeah. There are no real outliers in our life. Everything nope. is quite divine. And of course, I'm smirking over here <laughs> behind the mic when you're like, oh, I did real estate and I didn't know what to do. And I was like, but it's just another reminder that there is divinity in those outlying moments that don't seem to make sense. Right. They don't make sense yet right and following your interest and your passion without judgment internal judgment right I, i'm hearing that in your story that that really allowed the channels to remain open so that you could right. serve yeah and so many people don't get that freedom you know when they're mm. being brought up they are expected to do certain things okay you're going to college you're going to go to college get an advanced degree you're going to work in this job you're going to do these <laughs> things and i think a lot of it, if you're anywhere between maybe 30 and 50, you likely came from parents who didn't have that liberty. Mm -hmm. um, and especially if you're from some marginalized communities, it was about survival. It mm -hmm. didn't matter what your purpose, what, you know, you have to survive. True. You need to go to work. You know, you need to have food on the table and clothes. And it doesn't matter if you find fulfillment in your work. I think so. that's a key yeah. thing that you said, because I actually felt the guilt of stepping away from the traditional path that I was on. And I spoke to my father about that. Mm -hmm. You know, I felt like I, I, I was failing him or I was, you know, there was shame about starting my own business, walking away from a good paycheck, right? Yeah. I ain't having a company car now. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> walking away from the traditional things that you're lauded for mm -hmm. to start this thing from scratch, and then you're going to do it across the country. Um, are you insane? Yeah. And it took him saying, hey, I'm not, not, not only am I not ashamed of you or I'm not like, hey, you need to go back and do something more realistic. I've seen this. You're one of the most determined and motivated people that I've ever met. That's and such so, a gift that you had that. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And I know that there are so many people that did not and still don't have that kind mm -hmm. of support, especially from their parents when they're going into this kind of entrepreneurial journey. And when you're thinking about purpose, I love the fact that everything that you said really was not external. It was it was stuff that you you kind of already know, like this idea of seeking and searching for purpose. Mm -hmm. I feel like 
it's a seeking and 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 searching for self. It's an inside job. It's it's actually getting yeah. deep enough to understand who am I and what do I actually want to do? What do I like to do? Mm-hmm. And a lot of people push that because we have, you know, societal expectations for yeah. whatever. And folks be go 60, 70 years old now trying mm-hmm. to figure it out because they lived their whole life. Yeah. And I think part of that also is courage. It's not even sometimes that people don't know what they want to do or what their purpose is or what. And I think that you have a purpose, but you have multiple missions throughout your life, mm-hmm. multiple assignments, and they they don't last forever, Seasons. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's the courage that it takes to step out, to really pursue it. I think deep down inside, everyone really knows, like, I don't know what I want to do. <laughs> if you spend a day, you can, you would find yourself doing something that you like. Yeah. And whether or not you can monetize it or not is something completely different. And those are different things. Right. I don't know what I want to do versus I don't want to disappoint my family versus I don't want to leave my support system versus mm-hmm. <laughs> it doesn't fit into a job or it's not lucrative. Those have nothing to do with what do you like to do? Yep. The the how can come later. Mm-hmm. The the network that supports you or doesn't changes. Right. The opportunities to execute change, but only if we have the courage to step forward and say, you know what, I genuinely like this. Mm-hmm. And can I just say, your passion doesn't actually have to be your business. Thank say you. Say that again. Because uh, as a graphic designer <laughs> and... <laughs> I've, I was doing it for, what, 12, 13 years when I first kind of went out on my own to do this full time. I was under the impression you start a business and you get to do more of that thing mm-hmm. all the yeah. time. Do what you love. <laughs> Lies. Wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Completely wrong. Um, and it's ironic that I, I actually had to start a whole initiative away from the agency to do what I really love for free. And give it away to nonprofits to kind of go back to that passion. Mm. Because what I'm doing, as much as I love what I'm doing, it is not graphic design. It is not the passion that I had where I can sit for five, six hours and look at lines and colors. It's very different. So I I think that's a big thing that I had to recognize mm-hmm. is that passion and purpose can, can be, you know, removed from each other yeah right and you don't have to try to monitor we don't have to try to monetize every one of our passions like you can't and you can't i'm yeah. I'm passionate about going to brunch with my girlfriends you know, on <laughs> Saturday yeah. days, you know? <laughs> i concur <laughs> i can't monetize that you know but yeah oh but you could yeah <laughs> i'm sure i can find my a way. head i'm like ooh, if you had the right production team <laughs> right you could document carry oh, like gary b style yeah but would it be would I be operating in my purpose right. to do that? Yeah, because you have you to know? have the creative outlet. Exactly. Like to Carolee's point, yeah. like that's why it's like some things are just your your the creative outlet, and yeah. they feed the skills that feed you. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Yeah, and it's 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 so funny because you know you can get into a specific role and think that that's it, and then you look back, you <laughs> you go on to something else by circumstance whatever circumstances that may be and you look back like oh that was just supposed to be for a season and that's uh-huh. the part that sometimes we don't see only in hindsight 
you know, like yep. that was just a season. I can look back over my life, oh my God, and, and see things so crystal clearly. Like that's the way reason why God took me that route. Mm-hmm. Oh, I had to have that door slam in my face for this, you know, <laughs> all, all of those things, you know, and we stay in that mindset that it's for my good, mm-hmm. no matter what that is. When I got laid off in 2009 from my six-figure company car. I mean, we was living so, you know, good during that time. Like our daughter was like one, one and a half. And my husband was laid off in June of 09. And we had already started real estate investing, started flipping in 06. So we were doing it on the side because my job allowed me to do that work, you know, from home. I didn't have to, you know, check in at nine to five. So I can swing by my my projects in between going to doctor's offices, you know, it was just nice. conducive to that. And so when he lost his job in June of 09, we we're like, okay, well, we had been living, we had learned to live on one salary and use the other one to kind of invest and save. That was something his parents taught us or, you know, explained to us as a, a way to, you know, start off in a really good position in your mm-hmm. marriage. Um, so we had been doing this. I was like, okay, but you know, we're fine. We'll probably just have to cut back on some things, you know, but all right. Six months later, I was laid off. And we we're like, oh my God, <laughs> what are we going to do now? <laughs> and it was one of those things like, man, remember how we said, man, I would love to do this full time. But just because we didn't see someone else doing that full time, we didn't really, our friends that were flipping, they were flipping on the side too. They were Mm. teachers. So no one was doing this full time. Now, if you go back in history and remember what was happening in 2008 and 2009 with the housing market completely crashed. So the natural instinct was like, okay, I need to look for another job. And nothing about that felt good to me. Mm. I had just come off three days in Minnesota in November. So... (laughs) It was cold, <laughs> leaving my 18-month-old at, at home. I didn't like it, even though Jason was home, you know, with her. He wasn't working like that, you know. And I was like, um, I don't, I don't want to do that. We need to figure out. And, and it just hit my spirit like, nope, let's try to what we can do with doing this full time. And people are like, are you all crazy? In this crash down market, you're going to start, start a real estate investment? You're like, yeah. And Perfect literally time. never, never look back. Mm-hmm. And it was one of those things that had I just given into the comfort of the check on the what I call it the first and fifteenth and all of that, right. there there would be no now, you know. So it was the courage. It wasn't that this is my purpose. I was so assured. <laughs> it was just that I love doing this. I think that's so important also for folks who are just starting out, right? Because it's that first step. It's the first step that we will think about for like five years yes. until we're like forced. <laughs> to take that first step. Yeah. Oftentimes, you know, you'll start hear the whisper and then it gets louder and then mm-hmm. it gets and the shove is oftentimes getting laid yep. off, something traumatic happening, whatever that still pushes you to where you should like you were going there anyways. Right. He just was ready yeah. for that like okay, next. Yeah. <laughs> next season, right? Whether sure. or not you think you're ready, yep. right? Because it's, it's already been planted. You were doing it in college. Mm-hmm. I've never met someone who had real estate in anything related to college, mm-hmm. you were already thinking about that. Yeah. And now here's the opportunity. Like, why not do it full time? Right. You know, but it is scary. That jump, that first step. Yeah. It is. It's not about necessarily finding the purpose mm-hmm. of like, oh, I already know 
10 years from now, I'm going to be on some stage or whatever. I'm going to be having my <laughs> HGTV show. And I'm like, it wasn't all of... paid me to think this. That's what I'm saying. Mm. Like, that's what I'm saying. And that's the <laughs> beauty of, like, and we're all believers, understanding that it's bigger than you. Mm-hmm. Right? And I think it's awesome that you started from a place of service. Yeah. Um, whether it was through the nonprofit work that you were doing or just in general, right? Because then it's not necessarily, oh, I'm flipping and I'm done. Yep. And I'm getting this bag and I'm, I'm, you know, this is what it is. I'm now, let me try to help people. Let me try to make sure that what I'm doing is actually responsible for the communities that I'm impacting. Like, for sure. tell us more about that part of oh, yeah. purpose building, because I think it's, in, it's important for us to remember as entrepreneurs, it's not just about us, Mm-mm. right? It doesn't stop there. No, it doesn't. And looking back, <laughs> you know, let's talk about this hindsight again. When we started flipping and we just got in a groove. So 2010, 11, 12. And then after several years of success of that, naturally your friends and family. And then you have, of course, TV, HGTV. It was a lot of flipping shows on then. So people just naturally getting interested in it. And it was honestly us watching HGTV (laughs) that inspired us, you know, like a year into marriage, like, oh, let's try our hand, you know, at that. Um, But then getting good per se and getting a track record, I started getting those, hey, can I pick your brain? Can I take you to coffee? You know, get coffee. I just want to see how you guys are doing what you're doing. Mm, And yep. And then after years of getting so much of that, I was like, I need to put like a little mini course together because I can't keep going to coffee (laughs) once a week and interrupting (laughs) my schedule, you know, not that I didn't want to. And I was like, let me get and I took it to um, to a Chase location and I talked with a banker there who I had a relationship with. I was like, I can get one of your conference rooms. I want to bring some people in. I just put together like a little short flipping course together, um, Jason and I. And literally that was the first one. That was in 2015. And we've had seminars and they've grown bigger and bigger and bigger every year. They sell out in a couple of days. And what we give people, the takeaway is always, this is the best information that I, because I want to give you the full playbook. Mm -hmm. And my mindset is, I wish somebody would have done this for me. Like, if I can cut your learning curve, you know, in half, let me show you. Because I really do believe in real estate investing. I do believe in all of the benefits that it that it gives you, you know, not only for yourself, but for generations. It, it can for generations to come. And there are so many different facets and ways that you can invest in real estate. And you don't have to do it full time. So it was that part. I just became even more and more passionate about showing people, and I'll be honest, from my community, friends and family, because I felt like we are generations behind, you know, of other people that have been investing in real estate as a means to building wealth um, in this country. And so then from there, I started seeing women who would come to the seminar. And it was this light bulb moment when these two women, they were best friends, they came back the following year. And I remember after the first breakout session, I was like, what are you all doing here? I was just, you know, for sure knew that you girls were going to, you know, take off. And they represented to me what a Mm. lot of women who they will study themselves, you know, analysis, paralysis by analysis. Mm. You know, they would read all the books, YouTube themselves to death, all of those things, but are afraid to jump off the ledge. That's the resources. It's mindset. And then so that me seeing that and then going through some things personally, you know, in my life, I was like, women need more handholding when it comes to this. So then that caused me to create Building Her Legacy, 
which is literally just to help provide resources and and strategies for women who want to invest in real estate. Because you think of I chose building her. Well, I know God gave me that name because you think about legacy, you think of men, mm-hmm. men's legacies. You know, we take men's last, you know, their last of name. Course. So if it's a family foundation, you know, it's your husband's or your significant their name, and it, and they're and that and they're not saying anything is wrong with that. But everyone is not going to get married. And how many women foundation like when you go. When there's a school being, you know, open or any type of resource, and it's a, it's always a male's name in there. You rarely yes. ever see just a single yep. woman's name. Yep. And um, and Unless I think she's we, a politician, exactly, <laughs> right? Um, and or someone of a billionaire family, mm-hmm. a Walton or oh, something, you know. Um, so it's one of those things where you just we are just not taught to think about our legacy, you know, and outside of providing for our kids and our kids' kids and their kids. And I think that's part of the reason why. No, a large part of the reason why I started that. And that just comes from experience, like just lived experiences and my heart to literally want to help people. And it literally comes from what I realized, like, man, God, I didn't have an older sister or a big cousin or anyone really besides one girlfriend in college that I felt like I can look up to everything that I've had God has given to me. And I've just had to figure it out. I had to, what I call it, get it out the mud. And I realized that's a gift in a sense that he's given me to be a little bit courageous, although I can tell you a million times in my life that I've allowed fear to hold me back. Mm -hmm. That's why I see my life now, and I look back to high school years and some college and the decisions that I shied away from that I was too afraid to take. Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, my God. But I'm glad that I had that experience now because I can recognize it. When it tries to bubble up, I'm like, oh, that made me scared. That means I have to do it. I love that. <laughs> I'm not there yet, <laughs> but I love that. Yeah, I mean, it's still it's a work in progress. It is a work in progress. I've gotten better over the years, but I'm also the girl who didn't run for senior class president, although I was the most popular girl. And I like doing things and planning things because when I found out a couple of days before that all of the seniors would gather in the auditorium and you had to give a speech, wow. I was like, oh, no, I'm not doing that. Oh, I've done that, too. If there was a speech, I was, I was like, like, oh, no, I don't want no, it. No, no, no. I knew no, a no, girl no, no, who, no, no, no. So many who sabotaged her own valedictorian <laughs> status because she didn't want to give wow. a speech. And wow. she's probably looking back on that like, oh, my God. Uh, yeah. What are the doors that close the moment she let fear Take yeah. over. It's and that, and I go out. back to that memory. And that's what usually, I kind of know what point God brought that memory back to me. Mm. But that's what he uses to remind me, like, pain. don't don't you dare. That pain <laughs> makes it so memorable. And I, I, there's a word that we keep throwing around, and I just want to reiterate it for people who are listening. The word investor. Mm-hmm. Because that is a theme I'm hearing every single year. Yeah, you're a real estate investor but really you're a people investor. Mm. You're a community investor. And that is such an exponential growth mindset. And I definitely believe wholeheartedly it's why there is abundance in front of you, Mm. despite all the things and things you probably lost out on that you'll never know about. Yeah. And the ways you're making an impact that you'll never know about. Mm -hmm. That you are thinking, especially that, that idea of, I wish someone had done this for me. Um, that is a servant leader, period. That's why you have been successful. It's why the seminars mm-hmm. grew is because people recognize, wow, she 
is serving from a place, recognizing a need and just giving of her heart mm. because she wants you to be better than she was. Oh, thank you. I think that's the definition of walking in your purpose. Oh, wholeheartedly. Because it's not just the passion. Yeah. It's not, oh, this feels good today. Oh, <laughs> this is like I'm doing this even when it doesn't feel good because I understand that it's mm. bigger than me. Oh, my gosh. Ooh. Me doing this television show is what God reminded me about purpose. Because he told me November 13th, 2014, 2014, <laughs> six years before I had even gotten a call about this, that I was going to film a reality show. We were going to film a reality show about our transition to Dallas. And that's ex exactly what this show was. I mean, when I say to the, to the T, and that was the only time in my adult life that I felt like I know for sure I had a download from God that night. Like I can see myself almost what that was just seven years ago. That day that just passed like is I know that. So in filming this show and making this life changing, most difficult <laughs> transition of my life moving here, all people here is like, you're filming a show for HGTV. Things that people have been saying for 10 years, like, I can't wait to see y'all on HGTV. Because just what, you know, the flipping, like, you wow. all need to be on HGTV. All of those iterations. And honestly, I never asked God for this. I never said, God, in my prayers, I just never asked for it. But these are literally the prayers <laughs> and the manifestations <laughs> of our community. Yeah. But when I was filming it, it was really the hardest thing I think I've, probably one of the hardest things I've ever done and, and been through. But people are coming to it like, oh, my God. You're on HGTV, you're filming this show, and that, and they're like, ah. and I'm like, oh my God, you know, this is so hard. And it was like, are you, do you, do you like it? And I had, this came out of my mouth and I found myself repeating, it doesn't matter if I like it. Oh. It mm -hmm. doesn't. Because I know I'm being obedient and I know this is a part of my purpose and my journey. So God doesn't care if I like it or not. I'm not saying that he's punishing me. Obviously, it's not a punishment, you know, but some things that you do is a calling and you have to live up to and to accomplish it. So it wasn't that <laughs> fun filming it, you know, but I'm not saying it was horrible. It was just very challenging, you know, moving to a new place, trying to, you know, because it had a challenge to it, you know, so there's a timeline and restraints. But in real life, I'm somebody's mother who just moved to a whole new state starting high school Ooh. 10 days after us arriving here. And she knows no one. So simultaneously getting used to cameras being in my face, learning the, you know, I'm, I have mm. to be there for her. I have to manage my own, you know, feelings. We have deals and projects back in Chicago that we weren't going to abandon just to film a show. You know, we don't know what's going to happen on the other side. So we couldn't completely shut down. I was back and forth to Chicago like 13 times in eight months. It was a lot. Wow. So, but people come me like, oh my God, I'm mm. excited. They see the shiny and pretty. <laughs> they yeah. see and they, the shiny and yeah. pretty. And not, I didn't, I had to learn to how to kind of rephrase that a little bit. So I, I have a question yeah. that's directly connected to that. Um, and I'll say for me, I actually just posted about that and you know this. Yes. Right. It's on this, my mind. <laughs> this duality of things looking like they're going really well. And they are. Yeah. Right. You have a show on right. HD. That, I mean, yes. let's be real. Yes. But there's so much behind that mm -hmm. that people don't see. They don't get to see. Yeah. I want you to talk about 
your mindset and how you fortified that mm-hmm. through that process. Because mm-hmm. that's how, that's why we're starting this. Yeah. Right? Is to really understand. It's great. We see the gloss and we'll celebrate that. But what I really want to understand is like in those moments when you're like, I can't do this. Mm-hmm. This is hard. I can't watch my daughter go through this yeah. hard transition and know that I caused it because mm-hmm. I'm going after my dreams and right. all the things. How, like, walk us through that yeah. because it's a lot. It is. Right? Yeah. But I, my faith, honestly, I, I feel like if God literally called me to it, then I can do it. Like, he's not calling me to torture me, mm. but he's also not calling me for my comfort either. That's a word. You know? <laughs> um, so it's that, it's that constant renewing of your mind. That's why Romans 12, 1 and 2 is my favorite, favorite scripture because literally everything starts in your mind and your mindset. Once you have a made-up mind about something, that's it. You know, that is literally it. And it's one of those things I have to go back. I say, go back into my memory. Okay, God, you wouldn't ask me and pull me here. I know it's not going to be easy mm-hmm. to, to destroy me. Mm. Uh, to destroy my daughter. Okay, you're going to give us, you're going to help me, give me the tools to navigate this, you know, open my eyes to what I can do or send the resources for how this can become better. But it's, I literally talk to myself. Mm-hmm. I have to talk to myself because we all get those, you know, those negative thoughts, those times we want to throw, you know, throw, throw it all in, like just forget it. But I always go back to, okay, God, every, you know, that's that, that, phrase every level has a new devil <laughs> so everything you know he's calling us to higher higher levels higher. New, de- new devils yep. yep so it's it's that mindset that okay I just have to do it I have to push through it and once I get to this level it'll all make sense and I have to keep going back to that okay why do you always get yourself all riled up when you know it's for your good it's one of those things I have to keep telling myself no matter what it feels like no matter what it looks like, I really believe, God, that you are taking me along this route because this is what I'm supposed to be doing and it all makes sense. Mm-hmm. And, it, you know, my, it's, the, it's about the obedience. Mm. It's the obedience part of it, that when you know that you know that you know that you're supposed to be doing a certain thing, sometimes that helps you to be a little bit more compliant. Mm-hmm. But it definitely starts in the mind. You have to have a made up mind because it's going to be things that you see along the way that's going to make you want to give up. It's going to be the people that hurt you. It's going to be the people talking about you. Um, and this is how you made up if you worry about those things. Because I do. People say, I don't care what people think. No, I, I do. And I have to be honest with that. You know, not that I'm living my life 100% by that, but it does matter to me if I'm showing, giving an effort to show up in the world this way and you're perceiving me this way. Where's the disconnect? Not that that I'm not going to lose any sleep on it, but it does matter to me how I'm perceived, you know, because I know that part of my purpose and the biggest part of our purpose, I believe, is to give God glory in some form of fashion or to draw people into you to ultimately turn them to him. And so that's why I'm a, I, I, I am where I am being Audrey's daughter, still learning how to take a compliment because it's never about you, you know, like it's. I like I like showcasing my work. I don't really like showcasing myself. And people see me as an extrovert and everybody's your best friend and all of those things. And all of those things are true. 
<laughs> but I'm not the one that's ever going to say, oh, there's the mic. Let me snatch it and get on it. Mm -mm. But outside of my, you know, being pushed outside of my comfort zone is where I have found my purpose. And that's really the biggest takeaway. I've made. Like, if you get an idea and it doesn't immediately intimidate you, that's not a God idea. It ain't. It ain't a part of your purpose. Your purpose literally should intimidate you. Your goals and what you think you're supposed to be doing literally should strike fear within you. Because if it's not, that means you can do it on your own, mm -hmm. in your own strength, in your, you know, it's nothing for you to do it. And I don't think anything God gives us to do it, we can just come up with a business plan of 24 hours and then in two weeks we monetize and go. Not saying that, you know, he can't give us those ideas and, and provide that, you know, but that's not the norm. That's not the norm. Well, that would be so boring. It would be, right? <laughs> right? Like, let's, let's be realistic What's the fun here? without the torture? Right? No. <laughs> well, that's that... what it feels like, keeping it real sometimes. Literally. It, it does. It does. <laughs> but in that is, on the other side of that, we are so much better. We're so much wiser. You know, even those things that don't go right or the mistakes you make, if you're paying attention, you're not going to make that mistake again. Exactly. And that wisdom that you learn is probably for you to share it for somebody else so that they don't make that mistake. You know, it's just yeah. kind of where I feel like the world goes around. Mm -hmm. God you know? does not call the qualified. He will <laughs> qualify the call. Oh, yes, he does. You better speak that scripture. Yes, um, does. <laughs> so you, you know, you saying like, hey, this is like, I know you put me here. I know it will make sense later. To, mm -hmm. Honestly, that is a mantra I think I'm going to steal. Yeah. To say, listen, it's it. this will make sense later. And mm -hmm. just uh, be present, be tuned. Because I think those micro downloads, the way you can serve in micro ways, yeah. showing up like that, just in daily obedience mm -hmm. through you. That you said something so important, that be present part. Mm -hmm. And I have looked back on part of even this year of filming that I felt like I was present, but I wasn't present. I was mm. so worried about making sure that we met the challenge because I'm very goal oriented. <laughs> I wanted to be successful. I wanted us to accomplish. I didn't want to look like a fool on TV, mm. you know, all of all of those things. So I was so focused on that. And it wasn't until because we went a few months past the time that we originally thought that we were going to be filming. And one of the guys, we had two, we had the same crew, the same, you know, guys on camera, production team. And one of them none, was from Boston. And he was like, hey, it's my last day. I was like, wait a minute. What do you mean it's your last day? And that's what like this light bulb moment hit me. And I sat in that thing for about a solid week apologizing. God, like, God, have I been, all of this time has mm. gone by. And I was so focused on doing, doing, doing. I was like, have I really been? So it struck me that I felt like a part of me wasn't really present. I was so worried about what was happening in Chicago and making sure my daughter was okay and, you know, making sure I picked all of the best finishes so that it just shined and, you know, all of those things. And I think partially I was, but I think the other part was that control. Mm. And I think when you're so focused on control, you're not fully present. So that is so key. You have to be present in these moments or you'll miss things and you will find yourself repeating it over again. And most of us <laughs> no, don't want to repeat. <laughs> I think the word that comes up as you said that is is surrender. Yeah. Right. When we're thinking about even that first step into entrepreneurship, you have all the plans. Mm -hmm. You think things are going to go a certain way. You might even have a budget. All of that <laughs> goes out the window as soon as life just starts to happen. When life starts lifing. Right. And, and I don't think I've ever spoken to one business owner that's like, I made this plan. I had the plan. I worked the plan. It was exactly how I thought it was going to be. And now I'm living in the, 
Mm-mm. Not a one. Never. <laughs> so no. I think it's understanding nothing is really going to work the way that you think it is and being okay with that. Trust in that process. And being present even in the pot, the parts where you're like, okay, I'm done with this particular part. Like, I'm, <laughs> I am mentally, physically, emotionally, I am done, mm-hmm. but I'm still physically here. So what do I do with that? Yeah. <laughs> right. Okay. So that, that has, that leads me to our, our final question, if you can believe it. Wow. Um, <laughs> and this, so this is for our mindful warriors out there that are listening. What is your favorite tool to keep, to be more mindful? Honestly, I am a worshiper. Mm -hmm. I really am to my core. So having that connection, and most times it's through music or some type of um, listen to one of my favorite ministers. Like that's how I start my morning every single morning, every single morning. Um, And it's off when it doesn't happen. My day is kind of off. But for me, it's always tapping into something that's greater than me. Because mm-hmm. if you go into days thinking everything is on you, mm-hmm. you're already defeated in a sense because it's too much pressure to think that all that you want to accomplish, especially as an entrepreneur, especially when you're starting off, you're the marketing department, you're the sales Honey. department, you're the actual worker, <laughs> you're the, the CEO, you're the Say visionary, that. you're the operation, you're everything. And so you really have to give a lot of that to uh, people use different, I give it to God. It's the universe, it's a higher power, whatever you want to choose to to say what that is. But you have to I have have something outside of yourself. And for me, and it starts there. And it's that made up mind that mm-hmm. I know I'm doing what God has called me to do. That doesn't mean it's going to be easy. You know, that means it's going to be sweet. So that means that when it's not that I have to remember that I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm being obedient and trusting that God will favor me because of that Mm -hmm. and he will open the doors because of that and bless me you know because of those things I so appreciate it I cannot believe our time is up (laughs) I know time Um, flies when you're having fun that is true so the last one and we always ask this is where can people find you if they want to you know plug in obviously you on tv honey uh that's (laughs) it's there uh where else uh you talked about building her legacy and a few other things so just kind of so um women of any background or whatever you have going on, if you have an interest in um, making money outside of your normal nine to five and thinking of real estate and investing that way, give me a call, schedule a consultation on my website is uh, www.buildingherlegacy.com. I'm a believer in just picking up the phone. Just call me. (laughs) My uh, work number is 773-340-9101. Shoot me an email. EJ at buildingherlegacy.com. And I, we help men too. You know, we, we have been mentoring people through the investing, flipping, buying and holding space. So you don't have to be a woman. I do help men as well. Um, but I do obviously have a platform for women. But yeah, just call me. You can reach me in any of those. You can find me on social at ultimate underscore EJ. That's my personal page. And then also at Building Her Legacy Now on that page as well. Awesome. And you can find our agency online, cmcmarketing.co. We're also on Facebook and Instagram at that handle and LinkedIn because they're weird. It's CMC Marketing Co. And you can find me, Carolee Moore, at Carolee Moore because I'm boring. 
Classic. <laughs> on all the grown folk social media platforms that includes Facebook, LinkedIn, and for the most part, Instagram. <laughs> uh, same for me, the, the grown ones. I'm Melanie Rice on LinkedIn and Facebook. And the real Melanie Rice on Instagram. Because, you're welcome. Because there's a, there's a fake one out you're there. Wel- you're welcome. <laughs> yes. Um, and lastly, we want to invite you to continue this conversation with us over on Facebook. We have a growing and thriving Facebook group of amazing entrepreneurs that are trying to be more mindful. We'd love for you to come in there and add your two cents. You can find it at facebook.com slash be more mindful podcast grow getters. And as we always sign off and say, happy growing. Bye.